Welcome to the Micromobility Update from July 14, 2022. I'm Hans Dorsch. I'll keep it short today. There's a party tonight. So the first topic is not only a world first, but also a world first new vehicle category. That's something. The second is a cargo bike blogger that reflects on cargo bike advertising. And the thought is a mobility author on the excesses of digitalization in the car. This is what happened in the world of micromobility. Before we start, if you like this podcast, recommend it and give it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The analog bike is not dead. And alongside big, heavy SUV bikes, there are also small, lightweight e-bikes. And one manufacturer from Italy presented a new model and introduced a new category and thereby created a world's first, the world's first E-plus bike. The motor of this very elegantly designed bike is permanently installed in the rear wheel hub. However, the battery and control electronics can be removed. They are packed in a stylish power bank that can also be used without the wheel. The M version for manual weighs 14 kilos. What's interesting is that a bike like this immediately gets the attention of tech sites. GolemDE writes, and I'll translate that for you. First of all, there's the patented hub on which the motor can be decoupled with a flick of the wrist, which would completely eliminate the usual resistance. The battery, called Smart Pack, weighs less than 4 kilograms and is located at the front of the frame. It has USB ports that are still useful when the battery is removed. It can be used to charge a laptop or phone. Since the Smart Pack also contains almost all of the bike's IoT and computing technology, it should be easy to replace with a better version in subsequent models without having to buy a new bike, according to the manufacturer. Not bad either, in case the electronics don't work, the bike still runs. An LTE module with theft tracking is in the frame. This means that it can also be tracked without the battery pack. The bike will cost 1990 euros from autumn. What can I say? You can put this bike next to a cowboy of Anmov and wouldn't look like an outlier. At the other end of the weight scale, at least for consumers, is the cargo bike. And I've got something for you to think about. Jan from Buckfeeds blog asks on Twitter, Why do cargo bike manufacturers advertise components like the engine and gears at all? It's the same everywhere anyway. He says that the combination of Bosch motor and Enviolo hub is actually used everywhere. User Binimwald answers, Unfortunately, I so much want to drive with user access to the software and the possibility to ex exchange hardware or components. Feel deprived of my rights with the e-bike. Hashtag right to repair. There are three important points in there. Number one, prospective buyers should not be interested in the name of the manufacturer of their motor or gears. For them, 
It should be important that a vehicle supports their goals. Number two, not only users want access to software and hardware, manufacturers also don't want to be totally dependent on one component supplier. There are other and more open manufacturers and concepts. You just have to look. Number three, the motor does not necessarily have to be like that. Jan is mainly talking about consumer bikes, that is, family bikes. For other types of vehicles, however, that's different. For a heavy-duty transporter, you rather need a hub motor, other batteries and, of course, reinforced brakes and other special components. And the startups that produce such vehicles ideally also have other distinct features than the motor and the gears. That's why they can certainly work together on that aspect. To make it easier for them to get hold of the suitable basics, Anna Buchmann has founded a sort of purchasing association for cargo bike manufacturers and presented it at the Eurobike. Have a look at www.nocammobility.com. Okay, it's all very well wanting to do business with customers beyond the sale of a vehicle. But at some point it might get a bit too much. Car manufacturers are coming up with some very interesting ideas. Andrew Hawkins has written a nice article about that at The Verge with a beautiful title The Future of Cars is a Subscription Nightmare. He discovered that BMW now wants to offer heated seats in some cars for 18 euro as a monthly subscription. So they want to charge money for something that is already built in. It's amazing what they are experimenting with at the moment. In the beginning, digital add-ons were offered as extra. But, quoting Andrew, That's changed in recent years. Thanks in some part to the popularity of Tesla and the advent of over-the-air software updates. Elon Musk's company pioneered microtransactions and currently sells access to a variety of features after purchase. It even used to ship cars with battery packs that had their range limited by software and owners could pay a fee to unlock the full capacity. Some experts predict this could actually encourage automakers to provide more software updates to help vehicles evolve after purchase. But the idea that automakers will keep their worst impulses in check seems naive on the surface. So that's it for today. Tomorrow there will be more news, especially from the Eurobike. We'll hear again in the next show. And once again, as a reminder, like and subscribe. So give the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you haven't already, subscribe so that the next episode automatically lands in your inbox. Music